your detective, Danny. And I'm your crime scene criminal and witnesses, Bill. I don't know how you say that every time. Mm. This is part four of the in-flight incident. In part three, I chatted with Daniel and found out he might not be the sleuthing enthusiast that he appears to be. You also interviewed nervous Jake Hudgens and found out that he had a bit of a rocky past as a former employee of Keith Moser. And finally, I chatted with Taylor Heath, whose account seems to really suggest that Daniel sitting behind him may have been the cause of the fire. Okay, so you, you mentioned at the end of the last episode you had some, some plans of investigation. You thought maybe interviews might get shelved for a moment? Oh, that was... I, I don't... <laughs> or you're not committing to this new line of... No, that was flighty thoughts. It feels silly to have two more people that I just haven't spoken to yet. Like, you can't shell them. What if one of them is the murderer? That's absurd. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so we're going to finish that. some interviews. But you've got future plans. Yeah. I just want to say a couple of things that also are grinding my gears a little bit. Jake was clearly not 100% forthcoming with some of the information there. Sure. Because I specifically asked him, what about rival companies? He's apparently worked for a rival company, according to Taylor Heath, who said he was fired by Jamie as well. True. What the hell? Come on, Jake. And then we have Daniel, who, sure, out and out lying person, it sounds like. I don't even trust him with this allergy. I don't want to shove milk in his face, but it might come to that. <laughs> he was in an awfully good position to go up the front, mess around with drinks, like Keith Moses' drink, and then hide the evidence in the bathroom bin. He's the perfect person to do that. I have no reason for him to have done that yet because so far he's the only one that is not connected to anything. Mm. I want to find a connection with him. Just don't know how. And then there's also questions about like, if he dealt with poison, if that's the thought, if he had things in the bathroom bin. I should smell him. But also, Keith Moser died from a big blow to the back of the head. Oh yeah, yeah. Not even getting into that. There was chaos at that point. So there's clearly some weird stuff going on (laughs) as well there. Plenty of things. He was also very... He didn't want me talking to Mr. Heath. He didn't seem to think that you'd get much out of Mr. Heath. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> sure, I guess you can put it that way. But yeah, he definitely he didn't seem to... And But you, you asked Mr... So did he just get lucky that Taylor Heath is not great with faces? This is interesting. We'll it's get to this. But you know what? So I still... I've only talked to the dudes. We've still got two women here. We've got Lacey, who was one of uh, Keith's mothers-in-law. And we've got Jamie, the rival business partner. Ah, Lacey seems nice. She's been kind to everyone. I'm worried she won't dish enough dirt. Is is Jamie awake? Jamie is awake. Then I think I'm gonna moser on down to the front. (laughs) Be more respectful of the dead. (laughs) And have a chat with her. Now, how's she looking? She looks tired. Oh, really? She always looks tired. She's still sitting. She's put a blazer back on, although it is a little bit uh, blackened. What colour is it? I've heard a lot about this blazer. Blackened. Well, she used it to help put out the fire. Oh, right. <laughs> um, maroon. Oh, nice. Very Usher. Yes. Not, not the singer, the profession. She says, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How are you doing? You seem like you've had quite a flight. Oh, I mean, yeah, yes, it's it's been a wild flight. I've had lots to... D- oh, wait a minute. Are you Danny? My God, it's happening. Um, <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, some people call me that. Yes, you're, you're the detective, right? Detect. I'm a big fan. Uh, 
Oh. Yes, uh, I remember reading when you solved the case of the of the diamond that was stolen by the small chimp. Well, I mean, yeah. I never suspected a chimp. I thought for sure it was a man working on the docks or perhaps some kind of 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 a rich aristocratic, but you solved it. You found out it was really just a chimp. Yeah, from the outside, I can see why it would look hard, but it uh, turns out animals leave a lot of evidence. Right? Well, very good. I didn't, I had no idea. And then when you solved the case of the, of the three young men who all stole a car at the same time and drove it in three different directions. Whoa, a mighty solve. Oh, I'm very impressed. What are you doing here on the flight? I don't know how much you know about Copperton, I assume, something since you're going there. They're holding SleuthCon? Oh, oh God, I didn't know about SleuthCon. It's real, isn't it? I think, I mean, it must be. Oh, yeah, yes, Daniel was talking about SleuthCon as well, the, the, the man at the back. Oh, oh, you know him? Well, I tried talking to him. I saw he had a murder, I'm a bit of a murder mystery buff. Ah, I saw he had excellent. a book, he was reading Orient Express, I wanted to discuss, he didn't really seem to want to talk about it, which was a bit strange, but... But he, but he's a, he was going to SleuthCon, so obviously he's like us. He's a bit of a, a, a crime head, I guess. Yes. Yes, let's go with that. He called it a sleuth head. You called it a crime head. Interesting. Well, I've never been to SleuthCon. <laughs> now, you're doing okay? I mean, you seem all right now. You seemed, well, pardon me, a little wired at the start of the trip. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but the dead was quite ill-mannered. Uh, Keith gets under my skin loudly talking. No one wants to hear him talk about his businesses and his wives and his horses and his dogs and his friends and his hats and his shoes and his bo- He just... Look. I'm actually offended. He didn't mention a thing about dogs. Oh, well, don't be offended. Be happy. So this is not your first experience with him, I take it? No, no <laughs> look, Keith, is he, he's a lucky idiot. He uses his charm, or what he thinks charm is, to supplement his complete lack of talent, his complete lack of business expertise. Well, it kind of sounds like he supplements the lack of all those things with Mr. Heath. Well, I will say yes. It's definitely uh, the, the backbone of that business. <sighs> Look, I suppose you'll find out anyway. I used to run a business that got taken over by Mr. Moser there, by oh, Keith. Oh, really? How long ago? Oh, years ago. Can't have been that many years ago. I mean, it wasn't too many years ago. Why? It was only four years ago that Jake was fired from the cow part of things. Oh, oh, uh, Jake Hudgens. Yeah. Yeah, what does that have to do with anything? Well, wasn't that the first business? And then he moved yeah. on to auto parts? Yes. I think Jake was working for Keith at the same similar time that he subsumed my auto parts business. Oh, so, sorry. So the cow business was still going at the same time oh, as the yes. auto parts. Oh, yes. It's still going now. Oh, As is the okay. auto parts business. It's flourishing. No thanks to Keith's ineptitude. It's just the economy has worked out well for him. Uh, but no, uh, Jake Jake never worked for my business. Oh, he did? I did hire... No. Uh, sorry. Now I work as a... I work in local council, um, and Jake worked for me a little bit in the local council business that, I, that, I, that I'm working in now, just last year. Goodness. So you know Keith. You know Jake. This is quite a small family plane. Well, yes, I know you. Oh, I, I mean, I'd like, to, I know all of you, I suppose. Um, yeah, look, small town flights, they're all like that. So are you from Copperton? No, no, I'm, I'm going to Copperton, really just on, just to get a break. I'm a bit overworked as a, the council. I, I come from Short Reef. I'm a council councillor there. Did you there. know that your not particularly liked business partner had such dealings in Copperton? 
I knew he'd had dealings in Copenhagen, but I didn't think he'd be on the plane. What are the chances? Uh, small town flight's pretty high. <laughs> well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. So, let's talk. Surely, he's made a lot of enemies. What do you know about the other people on this plane? What? Who could have done the murder? How many times do I have to keep saying this? We have no official signed document that says murder. Well, that's true, but... Quite frankly, why aren't you asking more about who set the attendant on fire? Ah, yes, that's an interesting question. Who could have set the attendant on fire? Ooh, it's an interesting one. Surely they did it to to, to make a distraction, to, to, to make them, to let the murder happen. They wanted us looking at the fire, the flight attendant when we should have been looking at Keith's head. Who could have done it? I know I didn't do it. <laughs> well, let's assume that that mm. was indeed the case, that okay. it was fire as a distraction so that someone could sneak around and do something to Keith. Sure, yes. The easiest person that it would be to set fire to the flight attendant would be the flight attendant. Maggie <gasps> herself. Yes. Yes. In fact, we don't know if she's even a real flight attendant. Maybe she took this job. It's a small just, flight. Who would know? Just because she knew I have to have it on it. good authority that she has not talked to the pilots. <laughs> yes. Maybe she took the job just so she could kill Keith. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, she could have. She now, could have drugged him. Maybe stashed the murder weapon away. Hidden, hidden with it. Stashed it hidden away, or had it stashed previously. Oh, yes, yes. Keep an eye on that one. That could be. Oh, a, most certainly. That could be now, a the one hindrance in this theory mm. is that it's mighty difficult to catch yourself on fire and then go, "Help! Help! I'm on fire!" and at the same time sneak away. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, who else could have done the crime? Do you think? Well, one would think that the people at the back of the plane would have had the most opportunity. <gasps> yes, like Daniel with the mystery novel. Oh, he's a big mystery fan. Maybe he killed Keith just for the sport of it. Yes, yes. Maybe he wanted to make his own mystery that even the best pros couldn't solve. <gasps> yes. Look, he's shifty. He is a bit shifty looking, isn't he? Maybe even when he went up to the kitchen, he was trying to find a knife or a, or a weapon. Yes, yes. That's a... Ooh, keep an eye on that one. That could be it. Oh, that's, that's an interesting theory. Mm, yes, keep an eye on him. I have no reason why he might have done anything yet. As far as I can tell, he doesn't know anything, doesn't know anyone. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know much about him. You happen to only know people on the left side. Oh, no, hold on. You already know Mr. Heath. You know everyone. Jesus. I know everyone. Mr. Heath. Now, that's a thought. Yes, he's, all, he's, he's the backbone of that business. Overlooked, overworked. I do happen to know that he is very sneaky. He can come looming over your shoulder just like that. Yes, yes. And look, he would know, he would know Keith's schedule. He's friendly. He could have come up without any any uh, surprise. He never would have fought against his own friend, Mister. Yes, he could have come up is behind he, him you are casually, hit all him in the of head. The re no, ah, sorry, sorry, hold yes, on. Hold yes, on. Yes, Look, yes, slow, yes. slow down. Wait, slow down. I have to say my catchphrase. Oh. That's an interesting theory. Keep an eye on that one. No, because you just gave me a whole list of reasons why he wouldn't. Ah, but you see, he's overworked. Maybe with Keith out of the way, he takes over the business, becomes CEO. Not the reasons I was talking about. Oh, you yeah. just gave me a whole list of reasons why he could have done the murder anywhere at any time, not surrounded by people. Oh, interesting. Still, could have been him. Unless, Keep an eye on him. Look, unless he just discovered some big secret in his fancy business notes. Oh, yes. He read the <laughs> notes and it revealed that, that, that Keith, if he died, would make a... Uh, Mr. Heath a millionaire. But only oh. if it happened right now. That's it, if the plane lands, we're back. Uh, cry, uh, can you commit a crime in the sky? Does sky law apply? <laughs> well, oh, you have to be 12 miles up and then you're oh, in international sky. Interesting. Maybe he was waiting for the time. It is a funny thing, isn't it? Sky law. Sky law. 
Yes. The different definitions and the different things of Skylord apply of how much of your land above your residence do you own, that sort of thing. Is this to, this to me, the Bill, Bill Sunderland? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything about Skylaw. No, it's quite a thing. Yeah. It's... I know drones really added some thought oh, to yeah. Skylaw. People had to be like, how much of your, boy, of your oh airspace boy, do, do you they? own if a drone is flying over? Absolutely. Yeah, and it's very interesting. Like, obviously, planes are high enough that they do not count within private residences airspace because you are, as far as I know, not allowed to shoot planes. Yeah. Anyway. All right. And so the other person at the back of the plane was Jake. You have had dealings with him. Did you actually like work personally with him? Yes, yes. He was my assistant. Look, he wasn't paying any attention. Uh, I think he unplugged the phone that he was meant to be answering. He said it was distracting him from his plans. Why is he always making plans? I, well, that's what I said, and then I fired him. <laughs> look, you know, look, I'm, I'm friends with his mother. I hired him because of that. Didn't work out. Oh, wouldn't do it again. What's his mother like? Oh, she's lovely. But then again, maybe even the loveliest people could raise a secret criminal. Yes, 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 yes. He worked for the for, 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 for Keith, so maybe he has a grudge. Ooh, a grudge from all those years. And he's been waiting, biding his time, and finally he had the access to strike. And he took when we were in the air, and all of Keith's security wasn't here. Are you sure you should be putting forward the idea of business grudges? He's innocent. <laughs> business grudges mean nothing. Yes, not an interesting theory. Don't keep an eye on that one. <laughs> All right, so we've completely dismissed the idea of business being part of this. Yes. Totally, fair enough. I don't suppose, I assume that's all you know about him. He's had a lot of exes, apparently. Do you know anything about the personal side of his life? Oh, about Jake's exes? I'll take it. <laughs> no, it doesn't happen. Keith's exes, yes, yes, he married three different women. Lacey, she was the mother of his second wife, Mary. Was that the archaeologist? No, the religious one. Ah, right. Oh, she course. must still be in the will. She knew there was a big cash settlement coming if he if he died before taking her out of the will. It must have been years, but maybe he he didn't know. Keats never had a good grasp on anything. So maybe she was still in the will and thought, strike now, and he dies and her daughter gets everything. Yes, yes. Ooh, what an interesting theory. Keep an eye on that I one. really should have confirmed at the start where this was taking place, shouldn't I? Yeah, That would make quite a difference. She, she seems nice to lull you into a false sense of security, then whack! Kills you on a plane. I think we've cracked it, you and I. So I think she's now suggested everybody as a possible murderer. What about me? Ah, yes. Could a detective create a murder so mysterious that not even they could solve it? This would be your ultimate victory. Killing a man and getting away with it. Yes, an interesting theory. I'll keep an eye on you. And she looks at you. She squints her eyes. She takes out a notepad and starts writing her name down, <laughs> putting clues in it. Interesting, interesting. So she's definitely had opinions on all of the people. As far as I'm aware so far, she hasn't offered anything that she knows 100% about the events as they happened. Did you happen to see anything? A couple of people came up here to discuss food. That's not too far from your seat. Were you aware of any of that happening or is that a little too far off? Is that oh, behind a curtain? Look, it's behind a curtain, but I did, I do know that, yes, uh, Daniel and Lacey came up to talk about their allergies with, with, the, with Maggie, the flight attendant. Mm, mm. Yes. Could have done anything in there, couldn't they? I'm pretty sure that I saw Daniel bring something with him up there. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, he had his hands conspicuously in his pockets, as if cradling the, the most evil of motives. All right, so 
I'm holding back and doing the, no, scientifically, we can't prove that this was a murder just yet. We can't say anything. You are not like that. Me? Jamie? No, it's definitely you murder. Are, he was definitely holding something because his hands were in his pockets. A murder weapon, perhaps. And you don't know Lacey personally, do you? I know her a little. We play bridge occasionally. Oh, wow. Anything about this seem unusual? Her allergies that, as no, far as you know, no. are real? Tomato allergy is real. I learned that the hard way. Oh, dear. During our first bridge night, when I served her tomato puree. <laughs> it was shaped like little hearts and diamonds. I thought it was cute. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I made little hearts and diamonds. She picked it up with a spade and... And she said, is this tomato? And I said, it's a little diamond. And she ate it and then I probably should have been more truthful. That's unfortunate. All right. And I, was it you who eventually got the fire out? I know it's... You were trying harder than everyone else. She indicates the blackened part of her jacket and mm. says, yes, yes, that was me. A sacrifice that had to be made. And I assume, obviously, your focus was going to be largely there. Mm. Did you notice who else was definitely around you that entire time? Who else was mm. there helping? Well, I don't believe... I believe Lacey was there the whole time. And you were there. And the flight attendant was obviously there. Mm -hmm. Men, I'm not sure. Mm. They could have been... Committing hundreds of murders in that time. Hundreds! They could all be dead right now. She gets up and looks. Oh, no. Oh, good. All right, interesting. Okay, look, I haven't talked to Lacey. Hmm. What do you reckon? What do you reckon is a good tactic for approaching her? Do you know, does she have any weak points? Well... Left hip. She does always freak out when we get to eight tricks <laughs> needed. I don't know. I, I know 500. I don't know bridge. I think it's smaller in bridge. I think the numbers are less. She'll never bid above four diamonds. So maybe use that against her. Okay. She's a weak bidder. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Well, you've been very helpful. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I guess, look, just for good rounded measure, I should talk to Lacey. I do want to go through people's luggage. I wonder what the best, most tactical way of doing that would be. I mean, you, you're commanding some sort of respect. You might be able to just ask people to let you go through their luggage. Or maybe, yeah, you might have to think of a fun tactic. Mm. All right, so I will hop the seats two rows back, sit down next to Lacey. I don't know if I thanked you properly, uh, ma'am, for helping me with my bag earlier. Oh, don't worry. I've still got strength in these old bones. How old are those old bones? They're not that old. I play it up a little. Well, I'm so sorry that someone as nice as you has been caught up in a tragedy like this. Oh, yes, it is a tragedy. Poor Keith. He was a lovely boy. Yeah, I hear that you knew him. Uh, family, was it? Yes, yes. Uh, Keith Keith always had bad taste in women, except for one, my lovely daughter, Mary. Oh, wow. Tell me about Mary. Well, she's a wonderful woman, very devout. Keith will tell you that they have been divorced, and I suppose technically in the eyes of the law that's true, but in the eyes of God... He's still my daughter's husband. Oh, what, he doesn't no. believe it anymore, and technically it's not true. I do know this. I do know it's not true, but he'll always be part of the family. Well, wasn't he married once before as well? That one didn't count. She was a Protestant. Okay, okay. We're venturing into waters that I know very little about. Yes, so. let's move out of those. <laughs> it's terrible what happened to him. Tragedy. I just don't, I just don't believe it. I mean, I do again, I do, but I don't. So you, I mean, besides his taste in other women, you liked him? Oh, yes, he's charming. He's a very talented man. He, he, he's built up three businesses, he'll tell you. Well, two businesses. He'll, he's <laughs> built up two businesses, he'll tell you. Two businesses, two one businesses, horse and one, one wife. Two businesses, one real wife. 
<gasps> one horse, one wife, two businesses, two floozies. That's what he's had. And so do you keep up with Keith often? Yes, yes, we're, we're quite close. All right, interesting. I mean, it seems, honestly, to be frank, I don't know what that says about Keith, because it just seems to say a lot about you. You seem like you get along with people. Oh, yes, yes. I get along with everybody. You, you probably already made friends with everyone on this flight, right? Oh, yes, yes. Um, Maggie, the flight attendant, lovely. Mm. Very, very helpful. I already know Jamie. We've we played bridge together. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Um, she's, she's a little hard to talk to sometimes. She's a bit obsessed with crime and murder and kind of icky things like that. And I know that she doesn't have the best relationship with Keith, so obviously she can't be that wonderful, but she's she's fine to play bridge with. Bid's a little too high for my taste, but that's all right. <laughs> well, you must know Mr. Heath, right? Oh, Mr. Heath. Look, he's a stern man, but he's very diligent. Has some trouble with people, I, I do know, but he never forgets anything that's in his binder. Any, nothing in those contracts ever gets out of his, his mind. He's very retains a lot of information, that Mr. Heath. Mm. I once brought him along to a Mahjong game, and he helped me remember every tile that was thrown out. Mm. Of course, we could see them on the table, but my eyesight's not so good, so... Oh, Ben, don't, don't no, even well, get me you started. Are, you've got to leave. You rolled a 44, did you? <laughs> and of course, uh, lovely little uh, Jake back there. He's a sad little ducky. He's really a little nervous boy. I, I like to talk about animals and folksy wisdom as well. I, oh, wow. I rolled a 68, I did. I've, I'm having a flash forward to what my life will and be. of course, couldn't hurt a fly, a sweet little boy. He's from Copperton as well. Uh, as a you, I take it? As am I, yes. As is sort of lovely where have you Where have you been? Like, what's well, brought you on this plane? I was out visiting my other daughter. Oh, okay. Gotcha. She married a hypnotist. They live We've all been there. They live together in a small unit in the city. We just had tea, did a tour. She's doing well for herself. Oh, good. Lovely. And uh, then the only other one, uh, the one up the back, you don't know. Him oh, there? yes. Yes. Uh, Daniel. Mm. Yes. He was very nice. He helped the, the flight attendant go through all of my allergy stuff with me. I, oh, I have a tomato course. allergy, and, and it was nice of him to, to suggest that we could go through each line, but I don't have the best vision we could see. So she really kind of helped me go through all that, and, and that was lovely. He's a bit of an odd man. Hard to talk to. I... I called his name a few times. Takes him a while to turn. Mm. I said, Daniel, huh. Daniel, Daniel. And about, eventually he says hello, but he, does, he, ignores, he gets consumed in the things he's doing, I suppose. I mean, you know, you, you've got to take allowances for these things because we both struggle with our sight. We've adapted super hearing. Of course, of we, course. We've got to remember he's probably normal. That's true. Oh, yes. Must have rolled a 42. Mm. Um, he must be doing very well for himself, that boy, as well. His watch. I don't know if you've seen his watch. Quite an expensive watch. Oh, I'm really bad at my watch knowledge. Yes, yes. Might be a Rolex, I think. Ooh, I have heard of that one. Very fancy. He must be doing quite well. Yeah, well, he can just drop everything and go to SleuthCon, apparently, so... Mm. Sounds about right. All right, so now I've talked to all these people... It's been good for getting a lot of backstory. I've learned about who all of them are, and that's excellent. Very little new information about the actual crime happening. Everyone mm. seems to have largely the same information, the same things that they saw happen or didn't see happen. So I need to figure out a bit of practically how this happened. I am quite certain that something happened with poison, relating to the bathroom, relating to Keith, relating to his whiskey, and, let's be honest, relating to Daniel. He is very much at the forefront of this. It's still the only other people who have been around food were Maggie and Lacey. Not impossible, I guess. 
but Daniel's being the sus one there. But I have no, again, still nothing really connecting him to the crime, but whatever. Motives I'm going to have to figure out later. Means, mm, it's still a little bit shaky about how all this would have worked. Especially the two, bo- the two glasses of whiskey thing mm. and the two different vials. That's all very curious. Can I jump forward to Rose again? <laughs> back to Jamie. Say, hey, hey, you've done some reading yes. on the sleuth biz. Are there any kinds of, let's say, substances, maybe poisons, who really knows, where you need two to interact to make something happen? Sorry, the chemistry side of things is not my forte. Oh, you're asking about poisons. Hmm. Two. I'm sure there are some you need two to interact. Maybe you mix something and something you create cyanide or arsenic or, or maybe, I'm not sure, but hmm. Do you, have, do you have any in mind? Any, any other information? Oh, well, I mean, just off the top of my head, we're talking hypotheticals here. And I know that different poisons, some of them have no trace whatsoever. Mm. Some of them have very distinct smells. I'm very big on the smell biz. You can ah, see with yes. my eyesight the way it is, got to rely yes, on the other ones. 44. So we've got some of the poisons that smell so bad that you wouldn't normally think someone would willingly take them. And then the other ones that can merge quite in and smell really sweet. Oh, sweet. Sweet is tough. That sort of sickly, uh, like an ether smell, that sickly sweet smell. Oh, okay. Right, right. Now, ether's not that poisonous, but the classic there is acetonitrile. That sounds like a glove. Oh, acetonitrile. No, no. You you drink it, so it's got a sort of sickly sweet taste. You drink it, it turns into cyanide. Oh, dear. Yes, yes, yes. Kills you in an hour or two. It can lead to... I mean, it's 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 cyanide poisoning. It leads to 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 coma and then to. So how does it do that? Just mixing and... with your stomach acids and things. Just yes, how it just it breaks, breaks down. down. Oh, oh, it's probably your liver. There was something weird. There, I was reading an article about this. Oh, that's handy. But it's the opposite. Oh. It's not two things together to make a poison. No, no. Apparently, acetonitrile. If you if you've also drunk a lot of acetone, mm-hmm. it can delay the effects by. Ah. Oh. 24 hours, 36 hours? Delayed thing. It turns a one-hour poison into a 36-hour, in a 24 or 36-hour poison. Now that's rather curious, isn't it? Not sure why you'd do that. If you've made them drink a poison, they'd, they'd die of the poison. The acetone would just delay things. Oh, it seems a strange thing to do. So that means that it looks very much like whichever mysterious stranger it was tried to give Keith a bit of acetonitrile and a bit of acetone, but that didn't work out. Jake's poor handshakemanship <laughs> yes. messed up that plan, which makes it sound like, regardless of being bonked on the head, Keith was gonna die. Mm. Although, if you only know one drink was smashed, yeah. he was either going to die or just, or just have drunk acetone. <laughs> Like, it was the bad-smelling one that was smashed, right? Yes, the acetone was smashed. So Keith was going to die anyway. Though, of course, someone who didn't get up close and know which glass got smashed may not have known that. They may have thought he was going to be totally fine. Solve This Murder is created by Bill Sunderland and Danny Siller as part of the Consume This Media Network. To find out more about all of our shows, you can head to consumethismedia.com. 
If you want to try your hand at solving this murder yourself, send your current theory in to solvethismurderpod at gmail.com and you may end up on our wall of detectives. A special thank you to Jared, Devon and Wit from the podcast Advanced Sage Russian Shootouts for creating our theme music. And thanks to all of you for listening. <laughs>